Hello, this is Kenji from Binance Research with Etienne. Hi everyone. And today we will be reviewing a few highlights from our second Institutional Insights report. With this report, we wanted to share an overview of our VIP and institutional clients' typologies, as well as opinions on the recent markets, industry trends, and products available to crypto asset investors. We hope that this report showcased a few of the perspectives of our key clients in this industry. Also, we want to thank everyone who took time to participate in this survey. We will now cover a few of our favorite points. Kenji, what did you find most interesting from your review of the survey results? Well, actually, uh, what caught my attention most was who our key institutional VIP and clients are. So we received 76 respondents total, and they were primarily composed of various firms, funds, and institutions with crypto asset allocations ranging from around the $100,000 mark to well over $25 million, and most having a background in conventional finance around one to six years before entering the crypto space. But uh, more than just who our respondents are, what their strategies that they're executing for trading, hedging risks, and facilitating investments was also quite noteworthy, with the top three most commonly followed investment strategies being high-frequency prop trading at 35.5% of respondents, second being technical analysis at 25%, and market making at around 19.7%. Exactly. We also saw that each strategy links to how many coins are traded. This was especially true for market making strategies that required capital to stay on the order books and tended to focus on less coins. On the other hand, high-frequency prop traders focused on a more extensive set of coins, perhaps owing to arbitrage-like strategies that do not require capital to remain on the order books. And in addition to spot trading, a number of respondents use various OTC desks from exchanges as well as third-party services and P2P fiat desks, with 50.8% uh, having a primary use case as a fiat crypto gateway but other additional reasons cited included better liquidity, less trading hassle, access to assets not listed on exchanges, and the availability of alternative payment options for OTC. Hmm. Did any respondents mention how they did decide and execute their trading strategies? Well, not in any specific detail, but as I mentioned earlier, a lot of the investors entered the crypto space after working in traditional financial industry and are now applying this learned skill sets toward crafting their crypto trading strategies. What's interesting and very relevant to us is that over half of respondents confirmed that the reference published research reports to inform their investment decision-making strategy planning. With nearly all traders who follow long-term value investment and technical analysis strategies reading re research reports from various research desks like Nisari and of course Binance Research. Speaking of research reports, we just launched our new Binance Research website, so please check it out at research.binance.com. And talking about crypto use cases, we did see some interesting things with staking, right? Yes, definitely. With 56% of respondents saying that they stake some of their crypto assets, either individually by interacting directly within the first layer protocol mm. or via third-party services such as those provided by exchanges like Binance, Staking, and KuCoins? Well, relatively fewer. 25% uh, of respondents use lending and borrowing services, whether they're custodial or non-custodial options. 
So as you can see, uh, staking was relatively more popular than lending and borrowing services amongst our second uh, survey group. Mm. By the way, Etienne, you were in charge of our first Institutional Insights report, right? Yeah, it was back in June 2019. Did you notice any unique changes or trends between the first edition and this one? Yes, we noticed something quite surprising, for instance, about decentralized exchanges. They remain not widely used by institutional and large clients, with fewer respondents this time reporting not using them. However, let's not forget that we are talking about very large clients. And as we both know, the liquidity remains lower on decentralized exchanges than on centralized platforms. Of course. So at least we also saw that decentralized platforms have become much more familiar to almost everyone in this industry. Oh, I see. That's great to hear. Anything else noteworthy? Well, about stablecoins, uh, looking at alternative to USD Tether, we noticed that exchange-backed stablecoins like USDC and BUSD seemed to spark more interest from respondents uh, in the survey compared to the first one. Interesting. However, as expected, USDT remained the most widely used stablecoin due to its continued greater liquidity and higher market capitalization, which is a pattern seen in line with each stablecoin's respective market cap. Yeah. Moving to market views, what did you find out about respondents' views on potential threats to the industry as well as potential growth drivers? So regarding market views, we asked participants to select three growth drivers and three risk threats based on a list of 20 items for each of them. So the top five risks were platform-specific issues such as exchange hacks with 48%, the dominance of USD Tether in the stablecoin market with 43%, the lack of retail interest in altcoins with 30%, and regulatory factors, both global regulatory uncertainty with 38%, and domestic regulatory changes that were selected by 22% of the respondents. And surprisingly, Libra and central bank digital currencies were not ranked as potential risks or threats for this industry. Nevertheless, if you look a bit more at CBDCs and Libra, they were actually selected by one out of five participants as potential growth drivers for this crypto industry. Changes in regulation, both global and domestic, were selected by nearly half of the respondents as a projected growth driver. Also, we did see that any type of innovation on the product side translated as a positive signal for the crypto industry. Specifically, brokerage services with 34%, the development of options and other derivatives, 28%, and whether Bitcoin ETFs were to be approved in the US by 28% ranked as some of the top growth drivers according to a respondent. Meanwhile, security tokens, decentralized exchanges, privacy features, and private blockchains were not selected as potential growth drivers. 